Shall Be Done Old Grad Podcast, where we feature unscripted interviews with graduates of the United States Military Academy Class of 1991. The Duty Shall Be Done Old Grad Podcast with your host, Jamie Schleck, starts now. Now we're back on. Okay, so let's go back. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to our classmates. Duty shall right. be done. Duty shall be done. So hopefully the sound is good. Somebody give us a thumbs up that the sound is good. I, th- I think we're we're close enough to the microphone that they can they can yep. hear us. So, okay. Cool. Everyone hears us. Okay, good. We got sound and video. Our first old grad podcast with both video and sound. And so we are here at ninety one headquarters. You see, we got the ninety one crest right here. We're here at 91 Headquarters, which is the home of Mark and Holly West uh, on West Point. And uh, this is a, a special place and a special opportunity to, to, uh, to interview uh, two of our esteemed classmates and talk about uh, West Point, talk about the Army, talk about sprint football and soccer and all kinds of good stuff. So <laughs> welcome everybody who got a chance to join us. And uh, just as a reminder, the concept here of the Old Grad Podcast, we've got really four objectives. One is to enhance the relationships among our classmates yes. and to stay connected. You know, we, we talked in the first grad, Old Grad Podcast about how there's just not enough time at a reunion to really get connected and have these kind of meaningful, unscripted conversations and it's helpful to have this medium to be able to do that. Uh, we also want to stay connected to the activities of West Point, things that are going on here and so to the extent that we have the opportunity to talk about things with AOG or whatever we want to talk about that. We also want to talk about our class gift. This is one of the major reasons why we're doing this. I'm the class giving officer and this was you know, an idea that I was kicking around with some classmates because I was calling a lot of us trying to get people to donate money and how great it would be to share these conversations across the class and you know we have a goal of of being the most generous uh the most generous class in the history of west point um so we have by the way we have a, a first year should, should we bring him on camera here yes you want to come on camera come on come on show your face real quick you, so uh, yeah <laughs> This so, is the reason why we're doing this. Come on over here, Firsty. Yes, come on. Don't hit the lights. Exactly. Don't hit the lights. That's the dog. Yeah. All right. You just walked in. Hey. Hi. Yeah. This is our oldest, Keegan. He's a Firsty this year. He's getting his ring on Friday. Yeah. Everyone, we can all remember our ring weekend. Yeah. Hope exactly. I make it to it. My ring. Yeah. Who's wearing their ring? Show your rings. I'm not, uh, I'm not no, wearing mine. I'm not actually not Oh, God. Look at that. <laughs> I got mine on and no hey, one else I, has mine. I was running on. a triathlon today. I don't want to like lose my ring uh-huh. and then, uh, Lake Popolo. My fingers so. are too fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so how many years ago so, was it for us? 1990. 20, 28 years, years ago, ago. we got crazy. our ring. That's sick. That's and Keegan's getting true. his ring on Fridays. You can imagine lots of anticipation. Mm-hmm. So, so our class gift is getting... So we, I, I would love for us to be at a 91% giving rate across the class. That would be the most generous yeah. in the history of West Point, the most generous for a 30th reunion. And it's it's great you said that because I think we proved what we're capable of at the comp- last competition. Yeah, the, 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 mm-hmm. uh, the Old mean, Academy Challenge. The Old yeah, Academy Challenge. Just, I mean, we, we proved that we can do it. Right. I mean, I mean, and that was like in four days. I mean, yeah, in four we days. We went from 36, from 36 to, to 5. Right. In right. four days. So and, we, we can do it. But I, I, I want to also note that probably many of the people that donated for the All Academy Challenge had already given as well 
to our 30th uh, our thirtieth gift. Right. So we're not necessarily getting new members, and that's the thing that we really yeah. want after. We really want to go after is yeah. increasing new, new members. Well, new 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 gifts among right. our classmates that have not given. And we, my my mouth wrote a check that my body could not cash this week <laughs> when I said that we would do a shot for every new donor, because uh, because I had to drive home tonight. I, I ran in this race this morning. You don't have to. I, yeah, well, and I so listen <laughs> Sunday night, and but the reality that we are going to do that. And, and the other thing too is that nobody contacted me about looking for their their class list because I right. have a list of, by company of people who have given and people that have not given. And so those no goes, we want to basically really try to bird dog those down and get people. And I don't give how I don't care how much you give, just give something. Something. Yeah. Something. And so so that's that's what we're after. And so. I want to I want to be able to share those lists with people. I have a list that shows by company the contact information and whether they've given or not. Not by mm -hmm. not how much. I don't care how much, and we're not sharing how much. But we want to just have participation go no go. And I, I'm happy to report that we have another um, two donors that have given from company F1, mm -hmm. the mighty mighty company F1. Wow. We are one donor away from 100. percent Wow! Oh my gosh! And we're at 96. Excellent. Yeah. And that should be the competition. Maybe at the reunion, the classes who who give, we could say, get a bottle of champagne for the table. We can all sit there and chug the well, bottle or something. We, we, we should all be we at 91. We some sort of competition. We should all be 91%. It should 91. be like unit. All 91%. should be 91. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so... This is our class crest, by the way. This, yeah. Here. We're going to tell yeah. a story about this class crest. Oh, yeah. so, yeah. Just so, so you but, know, Kenny Mintz did say that his ring was stolen. So I had to comment saying sorry, Kenny, when we were talking about Keegan, he oh, said his ring was stolen. That sucks. That's stolen. Sorry, sorry. yeah. Sorry, sorry that kind of stinks. You know, the, the Academy has like this um, ring, ring recovery thing. They'll mm -hmm. buy it back. It shows up yeah. in a pawn shop or something. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I also lost my ring, but I, I got another one made up. So I, mine never showed up anywhere, but mine's registered is also lost. That sucks. Um, I wonder where he lost it. And like what, 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 well, it was stolen, right? I, I think mean, he where, said where, where it was did it get stolen? stolen. Where did it get stolen? Yeah. I know Jeff Libby had his, um, he was in B2, and Jeff Libby got mugged during graduation week, and he got hit, and his ring fell off. And Jeff, I don't know if you're listening, 15 years later, someone called and said, we've got your ring. Really? And it was, I think, in California or something that happened on the Jersey Shore. I heard another story. It was also at the beach, and it was, um, who was it? It was... Uh, Shit, who's the guy that just did? He, I can't remember. I'm, I'm drawing up. I can't pull. I can't pull the name out of the hat. He just paddled 90 miles with a with Paul Smallcheck. Paul Smallcheck. Yeah. I think Paul might have been Paul. lost his ring, and they found it the next day in the surf. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it might. It might have been. Maybe it's not him. Maybe. Maybe it's somebody else. I'm confusing him with. But okay. Um, I but that happened. One of our classmates. They, it yeah. was gone for a day, and the next day they found next it day. in the surf. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people watching. So yeah. I just wrote in, guys, if you want to call in, if you want to join the conversation, we're having fun, have a little beer, drink with us, you can call my cell phone, 270-304-7221. We'd love to Say have it you one more time, just in case. Say it. 270-304-7221. I've got my cell phone, so we will pipe you in. Sometime during the call. Yeah, this is load technology night, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we get the video, but we don't have... We don't have all the stuff going. So, Jamie, I think we do need to comment. A couple people are commenting in that they see themselves up on this wall. So we do have to comment about this hair wall. Ball. We got a hairball right here. Harris Morris. Harris, yeah. we've got Dave Walker. Way to go, Dave. We got 
Fitzy. Brian Way Fischel. to go, Fitz. We got Dan Shackleton. He's on. I don't know if Pete, Easy Pete's on. Easy Pete is on Facebook. He's like, he's like technology. He's I don't like, know. John Rob was at our house two nights ago, but I don't think he's on. He's not. He wasn't trying His is to. not really legit. His isn't it's, legit. Yeah, it's like, he's so, got, it's got like the. You now all have my, my cell phone number. So if you two want to be part of this crest, you can send yours in. And when you come in, we should have all put Who's on over our... there. Well, Jim Rockwell, we just got Jim. Oh, Jim Rockwell, yeah. I don't know if you're on. Right. Jamie, Jamie just hung just his up mine, yeah, like yeah. tonight. So you yeah. can send him to us. Jim Rockwell sent his in the mail this week just for this event so that he would be on the so, wall. So the story of this class crest is yes. like, like we literally, like they moves around every year. And then it moves Correct. on the top of Crest yeah. Hall. Yeah, exactly. And then it ends up going in a dumpster. That's what happens? Yes. Basically, yes. Uh, and, and fortunately for us, uh, we know enough people around here. Before they threw it in the garbage. They were about to like, throw it in the garbage, and someone said, hey, I, I know the West. They're here. Let's give them their I'm pretty sure they're 91. Let's give them a call. And I think, Holly, you got the call, right? So they called me and said, you know, it's getting ready to go. And I said, Mark will be there in 10 minutes with his truck. I was there in 10 minutes. I picked it up. Oh, it weighs about 50 pounds. 50 pounds. Really? It's yeah. light, huh? Yeah, I, I basically hung it up. I brought it home, hung it up, and, you know, the same day. And It's in good shape, too. It I mean, it's like not no, it's in great shape. or anything? No, it's in great shape. Yeah. And we're very proud to uh, display it for on behalf of the entire class. So uh, Anytime everyone... you come, you're welcome to come. Drink yeah. a beer. The kegerator's over there. Yeah. The bar's right there. Yeah. And the crest is here. This so is, it's kind of fitting. Yeah, this is and if mug. you drink enough with us, you might get your own mug to hang on our mug. On rack. the wall, right? Yeah, there, Jamie, yeah, Jamie's got his mug up there. So yeah. we're calling this 91 headquarters, right? Yes, this, this, this is 91 yeah. headquarters. This is yeah, place. the generic term was my man cave, obviously, because, you know, that's what you call every bar that a guy has. But the, the actual official term has just become... 91 I, 91 I think that's a good I, th I think that's a great so, so now, so I talked before about doing the shot for every new donor that we get, right? And so, which we can't <laughs> we do. We were going to do that. We yeah. were thinking yeah. about yeah, it. My yeah. season starts tomorrow. Yeah, okay? yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm going to drive back tonight, and then we're not going to do that. But we are going to do it at the Army Air Force game. Yes. Okay, because yes. we, we, got, we got a bottle of... Uh, of fireball, whatever that's whiskey. Yes, we do. Yeah, and yes, we, we, do. we get a few other things. We're, so we're gonna do these shots. We do it. So, so we're gonna get new donors. Yes, and we're gonna get people from like between yes. now and then. And, 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 and I'm taking note on my right. phone. I've got my notes open, ready to go. Speaking of, phone, I've got it. Yeah. Reports. So anybody that calls in as a new as a new donor, we will take your name and come Army Air Force weekend. We will do a shot uh, in your name. Uh, to celebrate uh, a new daughter giving to right, her right, yeah. So there's the absolutely. I'm showing people because some people are writing saying they can't see themselves. Oh, thank you, Daisy. Thank you very much. Hand that to us. <laughs> nice. No. no so no, this no. is what Daisy just yeah. handed us. And come here, Daisy. Just so everybody see, this is our baby. Come here. And thankfully, she helped. She hooked us up with the technology. Yes, yeah, she helped all, us out a little bit. Screwed up before. Yes, this is our Six this sandwich. is our 12 year old. Say hi to everyone. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, she's gone. Thank you, though, for bringing us the fireball. So, Army Air Force, this is if you donate between now and Army Air Force, no. we will be doing shots. Is but that if it's a new, yeah, but not new, new donors, right? So, and so if you want to really be the champion of your company, email me, and I will send you the list of the people who have donated okay. and who have Fair not enough. donated. Fair enough. With your contact information. Well, shame them maybe it's a strong word, but like let's just get them on, like get them on board. Like let's get let's get up to this ninety one percent. 
Yeah. That would be unprecedented. It would be. Yeah, I mean, like the highest class, ever. That's right. The but highest ever is 88%. But it's so doable. It's very doable. So easy. I mean, yeah, yeah. like I said, I mean. Uh, we, we all have our cell phones now. With cell phones, right. it's very easy. Right. So company A4. Yes. You guys are We're at 63%. We're it's just, that's, that's above center mass. We're hitting there. Yeah. That's, We're getting that's, there. That's doing, you guys are, you guys are a high zero. High zero. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Company B2. You guys are seventy six percent. So that's yeah. I give you. That's like a one or can't two. Can't be that's too mellow. Good. Yeah, no, that's 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 good. Yeah, can't that be too mellow. Good. I'm coming after those yeah. who haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you for for those who have donated, and um, it's really. I mean, we talked on the last podcast with Andy Hall about the the yeah. importance and the significance of our of our class gift. I mean, you know, what more relevant thing to help fund but yeah. the Cyber Institute and and uh, to support their mission. And I agree. It's so important. And Andy, I mean, we go back a long ways. Andy and I, we were actually in uh, Beast Detail together. He was a company commander of Charlie Company, and I was his training officer. And that's when we really got to know each other. And what a great guy. Yeah. And, uh, so for him to come back and take over the Cyber Center, I was just so happy for him. And um, yeah, so it's a great cause. I mean, of course, as we know, cyber today is, is you know, it, it's extremely important, you know, in mm -hmm. protecting our national defense. So I think it's a great cause, and I hope everybody, you know, continues to support that. What I found interesting about it, too, is that the idea of how one of the missions of the, of the Institute is to infuse cyber like awareness across all the different departments so yeah. they have somebody like embedded with the english department they have somebody with history they have somebody with dmi like these are all basically yeah you know so that that is that is part of the mission and that's it really is and and i think the academy has come a long way in trying to break down the silos mm -hmm. um, within the you know you've got the dean you've got the commandant um and you know and sometimes you know, everybody wants to protect their turf here at the mm -hmm. academy, right? But I think, uh, I think over the last several years, we, the, the academy has really done a great job of trying to, to like you said, infuse everyone together, and, mm -hmm. and cyber's part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, what's what's unique about being able to talk to both of you is that you've been here. How many years? I mean. Throughout your career, <laughs> throughout my you, life, or throughout my well, career? well, throughout your life and your career. I mean, you probably uh, you. Yeah, Holly's a lifer. I mean, yeah, she's she a lifer. Is she, a lifer. She, she fifth is, grade, since fifth grade, she spent the majority of her life here at West Point. Yeah, since I moved grade. here when I was in fifth grade, and interestingly, when we lived down in Lee area, when we moved back this time, right. we lived in two sixty two A Beauregard, and when I was a kid, we lived in two sixty two B, so it was connected. So it was kind of weird. And so I went to O'Neill. Most of the classmates know I went to O'Neill. I always tell the cadets in my class, um, graduated from West Point Middle School, graduated from O'Neill, graduated from West Point, sat on the wall in Highland Falls. I was a townie. Um, so my dad moved into Highland Falls when I was in ninth grade. And then um, obviously went to West Point. We moved back in 2001. And we were here for, I was here for four years. Mark was here for three because Mark went off to the Naval uh, CGSC Naval War College and then we went down to Fort Knox for three years and then we came back lived in Highland Falls I was in school getting my PhD at NYU but Mark was assigned here and Daisy's just shaking she said that's where that we had you right in Fort Knox <laughs> yeah. yeah so she's yeah. she's like a Kentucky Daisy's yeah. over here yeah. Daisy, Daisy just filled up my beer so if anyone comes Dan Shackleton already commented on made a comment and said Daisy's good at delivering alcohol she knows how to Pour a pretty good beer. Yeah, she does. She's got a skill at least. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but so, yeah, so so yeah, we've we've been here a, a long time. Uh, been very blessed. Uh, it's been you know, of course, raised our family here for the most part, and uh, yeah, so so we know a lot of what's going on and, yeah, behind uh, the scenes. You've yeah, seen it from scenes, yeah. you've really um, seen three sixty degrees. Like, yeah, you, like as a as a as yeah. a sub, army brat, as an army brat, as, as a, a cadet. Uh -huh. As a grad assistant, you're both grad assistant yeah, yeah, uh, coaches. Yeah, of course, one athletes, grad course, assistants. Right, um, and then and then back here as P's. Yep. And then back here again as Army staff. You're heading. You're the the head coach of the uh, sprint right. football yep. team, which yep. is the team that you played on. Yeah. And and Holly, you work in the G five. Yeah. Uh, I am the G five. You are the G five. She is. She is the G five. And your PhD, you did on like the history of West Point, right? It was connected to the. Yeah. Like, so the, my my PhD is in higher education. So my dissertation was on West Point. It was how West Point brings in their new faculty, um, and how that differs from how other schools bring in their new faculty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so, so what a lot of people don't know is Holly also recently became a member of the uh, Board of Advisors for AOG. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so I now am attending. In fact, I'm on the Thayer Award Committee. And something that when I was on the Thayer Award Committee for this year as a member of the Board of Advisors, um, I actually commented and said, you know, I don't think people know that any of us can... Any graduate. Any graduate can nominate someone for the Thayer Award. Oh, interesting. And and I kind of made a pitch to say there's a lot more people right now. It says that they have to be kind of a prominent national, mm -hmm. international status. And I said, you know what? There's people in each of our fields that might be worthy, that might not be national or prominent, but in their particular field, they are mm -hmm. national. But I would encourage you if you if you do if you do think of someone, if you feel strongly about someone getting nominated. Um, all you have to do is write a letter, and that will go to the Thayer Award nominating committee, who will then kind of write a bio on them. Uh -huh. um, if you get multiple people to write a letter, it's kind of better. Uh, but it was interesting the gamut of who was nominated for the Thayer. So Award. how does that work? Is it like is oh, like the, <laughs> is it like is it like the NFL? Is it like like where you get nominated and you you stay on the you stay on the ballot to potentially for future years or, or yeah it, so. So last year, I guess the nominating committee, the nominating committee for AOG, they screened. So all of the people who applied to be on the board of advisors, they screen all the applications. And, um, and so then last year, whether you knew it or not, by default, you voted for me. So the only way, once they pick the people from, those pe from that, that list of names, they say, okay, this is who we're recommending to be on the board. And so at that point, a negative vote means that you voted for me. So you didn't necessarily have to vote for me, but if someone wrote in and said, no, I don't want Holly West, then I wouldn't have gotten, you know, with a lot no, of people. But I meant like the people who get the Thayer Award. Oh, the oh, Thayer Award. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, so like, like uh, you do Madeline stay on Holloway. like the, the Hall of Fame. You stay on the, so if you don't win it the first year, you you still can stay. You, yes, you stay absolutely. on it. So like, like after a while, like. I think you get three, maybe four Three looks? looks? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it can't be a grad. I never knew that, but it cannot be a grad. Right. Yeah. But there's a there's one for a grad too, the, the distinguished service or the the, the, the distinguished graduate. Award. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. They recognize yeah. about four. By the way, I gotta stop saying years. cool so much. I, you know what I meant to do? I, I didn't do this. Eighties. My because my, my kids make fun of me for saying cool and awesome too much. I meant to get like a little spinner 
where I could like go to like different words. Like, yeah. <laughs> splendid, splendid, splendid. That, that's splendid. Fabulous. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah, I'm excellent. gonna think of they do. Yeah. What is the name? Andy, someone just said that they want to nominate you for the fair award. <laughs> well, I, I can't get it. I can't said. get it. I can't get it because I'm a grad. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's a grad. Sorry, can't. sorry, can't get it. No. Dan Shackleton and I were in the same Buckner platoon. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Was he in one of your class? Was he one of your companies? No, no uh, I knew Dan because Sharon Leach was in A one and Dan was in A one. So that's I think how I met him. And then his son is now A1, huh? his son that's is correct. now um, that's how I knew him as a cadet. And his son is now one of my daughter Lexi's classmates. Let me apologize for even thinking that Dan Shackleton could have been in either A four or B two because he's just too strict to be. Dan kind of is. Yeah, yeah. And Dan, <laughs> let, Dan, let me apologize right there. Yes, yeah. and so when Dan called me last year after his son got in. And he was saying, my son got in, you know, I'll see him at Christmas. And I said, Dan, mm. things have changed. You've got to come. <laughs> Parents come. And Dan's like, I'm not coming. He's going to West Point. I'm not even coming to our day. And I'm like, no, Dan, people come now. you got to come acceptance day. This is what they do. And so I have been coaching Dan through. Dan, I'm with you. I don't, I don't even care to go to Ring Weekend this weekend. I, I have been coaching Dan through the new parents of, or yeah. the parents of the new corps. Yeah, so. the helicopter parents. There, you know, there's, today is uh, a special day, too. I didn't realize that, but I saw all the cadets in their Indian yep. whites. Today is, they make a very big deal of this affirmation. Yep. That yeah, we, yes. we, never, we just yes. walked into class and like, hey, guess mm -hmm. what? Well, now You're in the Army now. Ceremony. Yeah, yeah. It's a ceremony. We went last year because Keegan... Uh, he affirmed, and so we went, and it was, yeah, it was... It's a very cool thing. It was, it, it actually is, uh, um, you know, so, yeah, things do change, and sometimes they change for the so better. So, I can tell you why that and, changed. It was General Abizade who really wanted to put he certain... He was the commandant, and he was the commandant back in um, 2006 or seven, and he really wanted to... I study leadership development and theory, and one of the things that helps leaders um, develop is these certain ceremonies that mark milestones that causes them to reflect. And so he was very adamant about making bigger deals of all of the ceremonies that we had. Mm. And so affirmation was one of them because he said that's very, very significant in a cadet career, and we were just dismissing it as, Oh, if you show up at your first at, day of at class. lunchtime, right from the poop deck, say welcome to the profession of arms. So now they literally have to stand in there in their India whites. The fifty-year affiliate comes yeah, in and they pick class. someone to give a. Yeah, a, they yeah. pick no, someone it, to be the keynote yeah, speaker. Yeah, it gave me the chills when I went last year with Is my it? son. It and really General great. Wallace spoke, and he was awesome. Yeah, General yeah. Wallace was great. We, it was yeah, it was very well done. I remember. Well so done. our affirmation day was right around when the Berlin Wall was coming down. Yeah. And there was a movie that came out called The Dead Poet Society. Yeah. 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 And so I remember our first class. We had this guy, Major Ray. He was, I was a computer science guy. This guy was right out of central casting. He like he was like revenge of the nerds. Like he and and this poor guy he, like was trying to like make a moment of this. Like right. this how like here you are all you cows like coming in there and he was he was a grad yeah, and everything. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, good for him, right? Yeah. So he stands up on a desk like Robin Williams right? <laughs> and, tries, and tries to have this moment. But like completely crashes and burns. Like he's like, he's like then he like kind of like just <laughs> sheepishly kind of like stepped down. Yeah. And poor Major Ray, but he he was a uh, he was a good guy. He was trying to he was There's trying Fitzy, to do the right. Fitzy just came on. There you are, Fitz. Nice. Fitzy, all right, welcome, Fitzy. Oh, oh you just oh, dropped oh. him. Well, Fitzy, we'll pick you him just up. you just went down. No. I'll get him. Yep. I gotta be careful so I don't wound everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we are, we're sitting fancy. here with no bottom. That's right? fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were talking, Holly, before, which I found it very interesting. You're talking about General Abizade and the, the, yep. as a commandant. Yep. And you studied this. Like, you've seen mm -hmm. all different sides of West Point. You've seen what makes, like, how, how people have kind of shaped the history of West Point yep. that were general officers, that, that were commandants, and that were superintendents. And I was shocked that you gave the perspective that General Palmer was one of the best superintendents that we've had yes. because he did so much. And he, like, he had nothing to do with us, right. but he did a lot for the academy. Like, like can you, like, yeah. like, what makes a really good soup? What makes a really good calm? Like, like how does this kind of go down? And, like, like, that's, like, beyond the scenes that I've ever seen. Right. So, um, so it's interesting because... In my class, where we talk about leadership development and theory, we talk a lot about different leaders. And so we have talked over the time, I've talked with cadets about what makes a good comm. And typically, the people, if the cadets love the comm, the people, the officers who work for the comm don't really like him. Mm -hmm. But the cadets will love him. And so we will talk about that in class and say, why is that so? And I remember... Um, a couple years ago when General uh, Martin was the comm, and from the tax perspective and the RTO's perspective, they really, really liked him. Cadets absolutely hated him because all of a sudden the cadets were out, you know, going hog wild and peeing in the bushes and coming back from the Percy Club. I don't know anything about him. Oh, God, peeing yeah, in the yeah, cannons, yeah, yeah. peeing on the comms front lawn. No, it never happened. And wearing whatever the hell they wanted. And so the comm was like, you know what, this is bullshit. No drinking. He kind of did a safety standout, basically. Mm -hmm. And he said, no drinking until you guys can figure this out. And no civilian clothes whatsoever until you can figure out the uniforms because I can't figure out who the hell is supposed to be wearing what. Well, obviously, cadets don't like that. Mm -hmm. And But when you start to talk to cadets about why don't you like it, it all comes back to them. Mm -hmm. You know, It all comes back to, well, that doesn't make me feel good. And I'm like, well, is that for the good of the core? Is it for the good of the institution? And when you really start talking to them and breaking it down... Then, of course, cadets are cadets, and they'll sit there and say, well, if someone explained that to us, then maybe would think differently, but no one explains mm -hmm. it to it, so therefore, he's just bad. Um, so this is what happens that, you know, we're going through right now. General Gilland is not popular because, believe it or not, guys, this is where the core has, I hate to even tell you this, because everyone's going to be, like, yelling in, going, are you kidding me? But um, now with the optional dinner, the firsties, I think had been allowed to wear civilian clothes into the mess hall because mm -hmm. it was optional dinner. So they could kind of go into the mess hall, grab their food, go down to the firsty or whatever. The The yearlings and the cows could wear cadet casual, but the firsties could wear civilian clothes. So now all these firsties, my son being one of them, they're all coming in thinking they're going to get to wear civilian clothes in the mess hall. And General Gillen was like, nope, nope. No civilian clothes in the mess hall. Period. And so, of course, the first season are just casual. like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. And I'm just sitting there going, you should be lucky that you're wearing cadet casual. Right. You know? And so, they What's don't like the that. tacky pants? I see everybody's going to... That's ca cadet casual. We call it, too, officer casual, because that's what all the officers wear. It's khaki pants and a polo shirt. Is what That's a uniform. Mm -hmm. And they can wear any type of khaki pants, or the girls can wear khaki skirts. 
and um and then a polo shirt mm-hmm. and they're told that their belt has to match their shoes mm-hmm. the color Important. and so exactly Important. so <laughs> life skills i try to do that when i can life yeah. skills yeah, life they skills. have to um <laughs> so anyway that's that's how you go back and forth with the comps but with the soups it's interesting because in my job now um especially with general williams coming in this summer um one of the things i did to help bring him to help prep for him coming in is i read everything going all the way back to probably 1980 on the superintendents and what they did, how they were brought in. They all had these transition Mm -hmm. teams. I've read a lot of the history about West Point. And um, so when you see the things in the last 40 years of what happened at West Point, what were the key things that moved things forward, it all goes back to General Palmer. Really? Um, I mean, in so many cases, he was just... So far ahead, and he saw things was he like engineer? was he engineer? He was armor. He was armor, armor. Okay. and he he did things that set that. us up for where we are today. Um, is he still alive? He is. Is he? Okay. He is, and still is active. He's he's already written to the new soup. Um, but if you read things, there was a lot of people in our class. You know, we had to suffer through the fourth class system, and then had to suffer through the implementation of the cadet leader development system where we couldn't haze, but that was truly a sign of a visionary person saying, okay, do we really want to be like not letting them eat and not letting them sleep and hazing the shit out of them because they're not going to be able to perform um, while maybe there's some things, good things about it, but he was the one who set that in motion and um, was here. Some people say if he had been here for seven years, he would have kind of taken it and we would have been a lot further along because, Mm. you know, it, it, Got a lot of pushback, especially from old grads going, what the hell are you doing? You mean they're not they're not doing this in the fourth class system? They can't ace and they can't do this. Um, but in reality, you look at where we were as an army and stuff, he was very, very smart. So let me ask you about this, because you, you've been behind the scenes now. Yeah. How, how influential are the old grads to the common soup? I mean, because there's not, a... Not to the common... Well, I don't know. I don't talk or, to, or, the, or to, to the, the soup. soup. Yeah. It's... um. So I can tell you, and I know our class Facebook page lit up this year with all of this stuff going on Facebook um, or going on the media about Ahmad Bradshaw and all of that. And there was all sorts of people going back and forth on our class Facebook page. I think a couple of us who were here wrote in and say, hey, you know, all is not bad. The sky's not falling. Just kind of calm down. Um, What was amazing when the whole thing happened with Rapone and then with Bradshaw kind of right on its heels, General Caslin, he would share with me, with his staff, um, some of the emails. He got over 3,000 emails, 3,000, and they were nasty. Mm-hmm. People just sitting there thinking, you know what? I know so much more than you. And it was, as he said a lot, and I don't know how many people saw him speak at Founders Day, he kind of said, you know what? He lost a little faith in the graduates because he said, at what institution, if you have this one case, I mean, this was Rapone, the communist cadet was this one individual, and then you have this one lieutenant colonel who was very disgruntled because he didn't get the promotion that he wanted. and And he wrote that letter and it was one individual. And so many of the graduates jumped on the bandwagon saying, Oh my gosh, West Point sucks. West Point sucks. And General Kasim was kind of like, what are they just doing? one guy? Really? How about all the things that I'm sending that's saying all these great things? I don't get anything. Is there is there like a is there like a year group 
like differentiator. Like I like I talked to some of these older 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 grads, like yeah. class of sixty, like sixty guys. Uh huh. They're like Neanderthals, mm -hmm. I think. Like it, like it, is that is it absolutely there's so General Chasm would say when he first came in, and this is what we can you know, where we can learn and try not to be like the old grads of the past. So when he first came in, he said it was 65 to 70. And as he was leaving, it was the classes of 70 to 75. So what we kind of speculated when he would send us these emails, we would sit there and say, okay, it's the guys who are about 70, between 65 and 75, who have... A time on their hands. They've just retired. They've got nothing else to do. And they think that they still have to contribute in some way. Once they get over 75, they're like, we're good. Yeah. You know, life's good. We're okay. But it's that those certain year groups and it's the timing. So it's not specific year groups. It's the time frame of year groups. Mm -hmm. So when people get between 65 and 75, that's when they tend to reach back to West Point and be the most critical mm -hmm. and the most vocal because they've got the time. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, of people being critical, I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious about whether you get a lot of advice about how to be a head coach. Uh, actually, I don't. No? Not from I the really grads or from no, the parents? I, the... I'm lucky. I guess I'm lucky that I don't. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if anything, I, I get a lot of uh, thank yous and you know, okay. appreciate what you're doing, which, of course, makes me feel pretty good about where we are with the program. Um, you know, I, I, I've got a great alumni group with the sprint football team. For those that don't know, I'm, I coached the sprint football. It used to be 150-pound football. And, uh, and we have a big event coming up this we week. We do, absolutely. And yeah, I'm playing, our, in, this, I'm yes, playing in this Yes, thing. you are. I didn't play 150-pound football, but I'm, I, you're, you, let me, you let me in here. On hey, this. friends of. Yeah, friends yeah, of okay. are allowed. So, uh, yeah, so I took over the program in 08. And... Uh, in, Ten years. I know it's, it's hard to believe. I know hard to believe. But I'm looking at all these comments, we've, we've got a lot of people on. Oh, a lot of people on tonight. That's great. But no, we, we've had we've had some really good success uh, in the decade I've been here. And uh, and one of the first things I did when I took over the program uh, was try to get the alumni involved because of the because of the success that we've had in the program. Mm -hmm. Dating did back you start to, the alumni game? Yeah, I did. Oh, I what did. a great uh, thing! No, this is so awesome. Yeah, and, and just for you guys out there, we actually the alumni we actually pad up and play against the cadets. And okay. Kenny Mintz, you can come. Yeah, Kenny, friends hey, up, friends up. Football. And, and, and friend Kenny, program. you can come Kenny, play. Kenny would crush those guys. Exactly. I, mean, I, I need Kenny in front of me, like, like Kenny, yeah, you can nice. come play. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, so so really, when I took over the program, we were. It was kind of a program that was on, on, on a downward spiral, mm -hmm. if you will, similar to the big boy program. We'd mm -hmm. lost a Navy, I think, 11 straight times. Um, and so that's absolutely unacceptable, right? Mm -hmm. And so I came in, and, and I knew there were some changes had to be made. And, and But one of the first things, I said, I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I did was reach out to the alumni and said, I need your help. That's because because we've had our, our the history of our program has has been very successful. I mean, mm -hmm. we joined the league in '57, and uh, if you look at we've been in the league now 60 years in the in the collegiate sprint football league, and we've won 35 titles. So wow. that, that's pretty good. That's damn and good. And so it really you know our our program really represents excellence, and we have one of the highest winning percentages of any other athletic team at the academy. And so 
I reached out to the alumni and said, hey, I need your help. And, mm -hmm. and one of the ways I did that, though, was by starting this alumni weekend. That's and, uh, and so this year, we're right. our 10th annual weekend. Uh, we have more sign-ups than we've ever had. We've got 112. The previous record was 82. Mm -hmm. And so we've got 112 That's this year. That's need a breather. Um, yeah. yeah. So now they've got breathers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we've got more, alum, you know, more alumni now to, to spare each other a little bit, I guess. And some say. young guys. So yeah. yeah. Get some more young guys to come out and play. Uh, but no, it's a, it's a great event. It's, it's a first class event. It starts on a Thursday night with like a, a fly-in social mm -hmm. uh, icebreaker type thing. Uh, we do a memorial on mm -hmm. Friday morning where we mm -hmm. re recognize all those who've, who've, who've gone before us. Uh, we have a nice We've got a former course. Sprint guy who just joined us who has yet to come back to the alumni game. Who might that be? Paul Smolchek. Paul Smolchek. Uh, no, so, I think Paul came back for one. Was Paul oh, the guy okay. that lost his ring and, and then got it back? So, Paul, if you were the one who lost your yeah, ring I'm in the surf to, and got it back, please For, for some reason, I have two surf. names in my head. It's either him or, or Goldsmith. Uh, okay, I don't Grant, think Rob Goldsmith. Grant. Oh, Grant, Grant Goldsmith. Yes. Grant. So, Paul, if you were the one who lost your ring, just yeah. let us know. But Paul's just, you know, he, he like... Um, Paddleboard at night. He had a group of guys. He's, that's insane. What Paul just it? said it wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't him. Okay. okay. That's but insane. I do have one caveat uh, before we finish with sprint football. We do have a comment here because no one's calling in, so I feel like I have to kind of respond sometimes. Right. Well, that's, and so we did get this comment that says, Ranger Schleck was late for cycle break and almost didn't graduate from Ranger that's School. That's true. That's true. And it wasn't so cycle let's, break. Let's understand that. It wasn't cycle break. It was terrible. It was a terrible situation. I, I mean, this was really bad. This was really <laughs> bad. Because it wasn't cycle break. It was the last freaking day of Ranger School. So we were turning in our T-50 oh, no that no, morning. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, who 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 mentioned this by the way? Uh, by the way, who who who's Kenny Mintz. Kenny Mintz. Kenny Mintz. Kenny Mintz. Kenny still hasn't yeah. said he's coming back to play, but he made that comment. Yeah, right? yeah he, it's true. It's true. It was so bad <laughs> because we they, they said they said you guys can like you guys can go just be back tomorrow morning by like oh four hundred like okay. turning your TA fifty. Like, right. the last freaking day of Ranger School, right? Right. right. And so me and Lumen Rolly, who was my Ranger buddy all the way through, who the guy like. Basically, we carried each other, but he more more carried me than I carried than I carried him, and so we said we're gonna we're gonna go get our T850 cleaned up or go buy what we lost or whatever so we can turn it in, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get a BOQ and we're gonna sleep and we're gonna wake up at 3 a.m. and and go in there right. So <laughs> yeah, right. so yeah, exactly. We know what so, right. so 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 <laughs> I set my G-Shock watch to wake me up. I have a wake-up call. I have everything all set up, right? And so, 8.30 in the morning, this morning it's like, <laughs> it is broad friggin' daylight, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, like, wake up, wake fuck. up, what I'm happened? Fuck. Yeah, oh, and so, I'm and so screwed. Happened. Yeah, I'm and screwed. so I'm like, something happened. They didn't call, and I look, the phone is like wrapped around my hand. <laughs> I'm like, Lumen, I'm so sorry, man. I'm like, uh, like I don't know, so we go back, and they're like, these two guys are day, day zero recycles. Like, we're back to the beginning, right? Oh, shit. So that you guys just go sit on your, like, go sit on your, your, your uh, like, we had all of our teams. Rucksacks, whatever. Go yeah. sit on your rucksacks, and we're going to figure out what to do with you, right? Right. Dude, and, and so, by the, way, by the way, nothing had been turned in, right? So right. they showed up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 8.30, nothing was done. Right. Of course, a typical right. Army situation, right? right? So four and a half hours of nothing, right? So we're sitting on our rucksacks like this, and I'm like, Lumen, I'm so sorry, man. I can't, I, like, 
And Lumen's so pissed, but he's like, but he's such a good guy. He's yeah. like, yeah, we, you know, we'll get through this, you know. And, I, and all of a sudden, I started dozing off. Like, on the, I sit on the rucksack, I started, because he's like, he's like, you don't you fall asleep, you motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, don't you fall asleep. And so then, so they let everybody go again, except for me and Lumen. Right. And we did, we literally did 24 straight hours of PT. 24 hours wow. of like, and this guy has rolling back and forth. I remember he's like, we're going to get you Ranger qualified, qualified. You know what that means? Qualified. He goes, go on that tree right there, grab it like a koala bear and just stand. And this is after Ranger school. Uh, we're like, done. We're just right. turning our shit in. Oh and, my God. And, right. and Lumen and I are rolling, like we're doing all, dude, like, dude. all this PT. Yeah. And there's this one place where there was, um, there was a fence that everybody, like, we, whenever you had to go to the bathroom, they would just like, go piss on the fence over there. So yeah. this fence smelled like it was terrible. And this guy had us rolling into the fence, back and forth. Roll into the fence. Roll, so we're rolling and piss. It was So anyway, that was my last day of school. But at that point, you didn't care. Yeah. Well, you had to do what you had to do. I mean, poor Lumen. Poor yeah. Lumen. That, that we had to put, so that was the last day. And we Thanks, Kenny, for that Well, reminder. so apparently yeah. Dan Shackleton said that he and Clint Schreckheis did the same thing. Oh, really? So they had to suffer at a different ranger school. And Brian Fitzgerald just said, when we talked about the rings, he said he's had three. Well, first he said that he lost three. And then he went back trying to justify it and said, well, maybe I had three stolen. Fitzy? Fitzy said he had along, three along with his wallets and his phones that but, every bar. But Rushshot, Rushshot said I think one of them was a volleyball serve and the ring went flying into uh, the surf in Cancun. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good try, Fitzy. Did I see Pat Mullen? I think the, yeah, Pat Mullen. Pat's on. on. Hey, Pat. A four Apache roommates. Yes. Glad to have you tonight. Ooh, ooh. That's right. That's right. Go Apaches. So, so um, one of the one of the things that we wanted to talk about on this podcast was sure. uh, recent events that uh, that affected our classmates. And just this past week, uh, Dave Morrow just retired, yep. twenty seven years in the army. Way to go, Congratulations, Dave! Congratulations, Dave. Dave. Hats off. And he's another band, another B three band. Yep. And uh, we were saying before, so congratulations to him. That that, that is awesome. Um, that we've got the. Army sprint football thing going on this weekend. That's going to be a that's going to be a shit yeah. show. This is my this is my number two. <laughs> this is my number two athletic challenge. Hey, just so you know, Jamie just did the West Point triathlon this, I did morning. It this morning. So he's sitting here. We've got the roller here, so he can roll out his yeah. legs. Maybe if we take out a break. So <laughs> he had the leaf fall out of his bag yeah, yeah. as he was I'm, walking I'm, into I'm, our I'm house. Already, I'm, I'm all I'm all uh, yeah. all my incense, my nonsteroidal <laughs> anti-inflammatories going, but. So, so, so my number two thing is playing against the cadets. Yes. Then if I can get, if I can get a, a thing, I want to run the army 10 miler. And then the last thing I want to do is I want to kill, I want to kill a wild boar with a sword. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down. We're going to call it nine and swine. Right, okay. Okay. Hold on. I got something for you. Where, where yes. You, you can wear that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Pete yeah, Garday's not on. This was Pete's. This was Easy Pete. Easy Pete. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Hopefully you guys can see that. I feel like we should be drinking this thing, you know? I know. We got Fireball. We should be doing it. I may have to do one shot of Fireball. Well, that's what we said. We were trying to convince Jamie to spend the night saying that we would start doing shots as people called in. And if Jamie's wearing this, don't you think he should be doing a Fireball shot? I don't know. Something. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, so we're so, called nine and courtesy swine. Courtesy of Easy Pete. I want to go golfing. I want to go golfing, and then I want to go a uh, hog hunting. That's the plan. I've never with a sword. With a sword. There's a place you can go in North Carolina. 
you can you can go with a with a with a machete or a sword, <laughs> and so that's that's where I want to go. I want to do that. I want to try right, that. Why out. not? That's my plan. Hell yeah! And then I'll be ready to turn fifty. Yes. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Um, so and anyway. Kelly Laughlin just signed in. Heard you were here today. Yeah, Kelly. so I ran into him at Shades. Right. I, went, I went to Shades today after my uh, triathlon. I had a, I, I wanted to get the old because back in the day I used to get this specific pizza from Shades, and it was not as good as it used to be. Um, yeah, I think Rudy uh, Rudy might have lost his touch a little bit. He's yeah. getting up there in years. He's, he's still the same guy running Still the same guy. Same guy, still there. Yeah, yeah it, 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 they're slipping but a little he's, bit. But he's, yeah, trust me, he's bringing in. Oh, yeah, they're killing it. still. Killing it. Yeah, all, all the money they're making. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, congrats to Dave Morrow. And then this Thursday, all the guys down in D.C. are getting together for the soiree. That's Paul Begalka put something out yeah. there. Yeah. I'm going to try to get down there for it and see my buddy Norm Linarini, who I have not seen in a while, but I think he's the one who puts it on. And he's another non-Facebook guy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something, I mean, that's great. I think that's awesome. And, and I think now that all of us are getting a little older, I'm not mm -hmm. going to say old, but a little older, uh, hopefully things like that can start happening a little more often. Yeah. yeah. Um, One of the things know. my dad's class, my dad's class is 62, and they started it, I think they started it after their 30th. Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it after their 30th? Been, Maybe yeah. after their 35th. And they started having many reunions. And so mm -hmm. classmates in a certain area, let's say Colorado, Vail, Colorado, San Francisco, New Orleans, wherever they were, and then they would plan something at like yeah. the two years and say whoever wants to come... Yeah. Come and so they would get a hundred classmates, yeah. just to meet every two. And now years. that everyone's children are getting a little older, you get some flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little flexibility. We're actually planning to do something like that. My company, Company F One, because okay, we got to talk. It was actually partly because of this podcast. We got to talking about it, yeah. and also because Moose pinned on General and yeah. and Bax just did change of command. But Way to go, Moose! It wouldn't it be cool. I know. I feel like I'm frozen. I'm hoping that we're still good. Are we yeah. still alive? Hopefully. hopefully. It's it says live right there. It does, but I'm yeah, not getting any... Uh, well, see if, see if something's rolling on that screen now. I don't know. I can't tell. I guess we're still live. If you someone posts something to tell us if we're still live, because we're not getting any more comments. And so I was kind of confused. Yeah. It's kind of frozen there. Let's see. Yeah. Somebody's going to give us a thumbs up. Oh, okay, okay good. good. All right, now we're good. But Thank anyway, you, so, We were just getting kind of boring, we, so now yeah, we got to liven yeah, it up. Yeah, we got to liven it up a little bit. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right, here we but, go. Uh, so we're doing a, we're calling a Friar Palooza. So we're, we're right. getting together down in uh, Dominican Republic in January, because uh, Eddie Bathe is down there. Eddie Bathe, like, there are a few assignments in the Army that are, like, crazy, like, yeah. like crazy good assignments. So he's, like, the military liaison yeah. to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. There's that, there's that job there. He's got that. Yeah. And so we're going to try to go down there as a as a company as a class. That'd be so, great. Yeah, yeah, we were down there what three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. Four years hey, ago, Dom rep. Hey, Mark, good. here's a good thing, and maybe Mark could recreate this. Kenny Mintz. Kenny Mintz should just be calling. Kenny Mintz, you need to be sitting here because I keep on looking at <laughs> Kenny, your comments. Kenny would be a great. He's. A, I be, have to get him on this. So podcast. I run into Kenny Mintz in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. and he was the G three for Tenth Mountain, which was RC East at the time, and. We'd go up to something and, you know, there's Kenny Mintz. And so we mm. got the picture over there. But he just posted a, a favorite memory of Mark West is singing <laughs> Country Roads, Plebe Year, Walking Back to the Barracks after football practice. All right. So maybe we could get Mark to sing a little bit of Country Roads. <laughs> I, I can do that. I mean, Mark, for those of you guys who don't know, 
four years ago, I guess, three years ago, Very. at the every year West Point has a big 1812 overture, which is mm-hmm. over Labor Day weekend, and the West Point band does it. They have fireworks the and everything. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal, like the 4th of July concert. And um, the band, the director of the band lived right next door to us, and so he knew, you know, we had been talking, he knew that Mark sang. For those of you guys who don't you know. Sing? You're a singer. No, Mark does sing. Oh, and he's so like legit. He, he calls Mark up, and Mark goes up with the West Point band in front of now like 10,000 people and sang um, the Eagles Take It Easy up on stage. Look at you. Look at yeah. He's all like, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, Kenny he's said an he wants you to sing. He's an athlete. He's a singer. Mark West actually wrote a song and sang it for me at our wedding. Oh, my God. He wrote yeah. the music and everything. He sent okay. it to the band. And then he sang it. Oh my God, that's yeah. so cheesy, man. It was cheesy. <laughs> it was cheesy. Well, good for you. I did. Good it. for you. It worked. I, I, I you know, I, I. Um, We're still together. I yeah, you're still years. together. That's right. That's exactly. nice. That's nice. That's pretty awesome. Exactly. So, um, you well, Kenny Mintz. I got, I got some Kenny Mintz stories. You know, Kenny Mintz and I sat together on our day, the first day. Like we were like seatmates on the bus, right? Okay. And then like we ended up together in all these other kind of like weird scenarios. Like we ended up in um, air assault school together in the same like stick, you know. Huh. And then we went to ranger school. We we're together, and uh, he shared with me. He went. I went to his brigade change of command. He's like, he's like, I, I don't know if you're still thinking about doing this or not. I think it's a pretty cool idea. His plan, when, whenever the time comes for him to like get out of the army, he wants the road march back home to San Diego. <laughs> That's okay. his plan. So All right. those first couple steps on Kenny? that road march, I think I should be there with him. Yeah, just like on this first. Yeah, first couple. I'm not gonna. You know, there's no, no way I'm hanging with that dude. Oh. He'll, he'll be, he's gonna come to San Diego and have a beard down to his waist or something. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like Forrest Gump or something. Exactly. I'll be there at the beginning. I'll be there at the end. So yeah. I had um, back in 2013, and I can't remember the guy, the kid's name. It was Rob something. It'll come to me at the end. I had a cadet in my PL 300 class, and I, I still remember where he sat in my class, and I came home, and Mark will remember, I came home and I told Mark, I said, Mark, this kid is Kenny Mintz, and Mark's like, why? I said, the way he acts, I said, he's got the ears, he's got, <laughs> I said, that's Kenny Mintz, and so I told the, I told the cadet, and he was a football player, yeah. and he was, um, one of my favorite stories, he was a football player, played all four years, I think, maybe going into, this was in his junior year, so he still played his junior year, and going into the Army-Navy game, I'm like, so what are you playing, Rob? And he's like, ma'am, I'm on special teams. And I'm like, so what do you do? You know, kind of thinking that's a legit question, and he was like, ma'am, really? And I said, yeah. And so he stands there, and he takes one step to the side, he goes, I'm on the, on, I'm on the field goal. Extra, the field goal yeah, coverage, point. the extra point coverage, or maybe right. it was the extra point, whatever he was. And all he did was stand to the, take one step to the side, and he goes, that's what I do. And I'm like, well, as long as you do that really well, yeah. I said, then you're going to be good. And then, then the team's going to win. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so we were talking, so PL300, I, so I was, I was trying to track back why it is that I know so many people from B3. Right, Cause like, like, I, I just, and it was because of PL three hundred. Like, they, they, they mishmash these classes ah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that like PL three hundred is one, and then also MS MS is another one. Yeah. Like, where like you no. have these 
you have these companies that are kind of connected to each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but there's other ways that they get connected, like company B2 and company A4. A4. Right? So, 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 so you guys have known each other from way, way, way back, right? Yeah, yeah. It actually started Holly uh, and Mike Hoos, who was A4, Holly mm -hmm. B2. Uh, they were dating at the time. Well, no, it goes all the way back to... Oh, excuse me. It actually goes a little further. When I got my first... Oh, yeah, in the crawl. I got my first right. first-class board <laughs> during right. Navy week of my plebe year. That's right. And you got so a first-class board for what? What did you get? I, I got everything that I did. I did five things, and any one of them would have gotten me a first class board, but luckily at that point- we They all were... happened together at the same time? Yes. So you know you know who did the same so thing? I think mine Libby, was... Libby Box did the same thing. And Libby's on. Oh, did Well, yeah. mine was, I, so this was my plebe year. It was the Wednesday of Army-Navy week, and I blue post with two firsties and went to a bar in Highland Falls after taps. In so okay. close. Bam. But it's all one, all one shot, And right? we went to the Hilltop Bar right. in Highland Falls. I'm from Highland Falls. I've already told you guys I'm a local. So the firsties were like, we want to do it, Spirit Bishop. We, we, there were five of us plebes. We all crammed in to the, to these, um, the VW Bug. We go, um, to the hilltop bar, when I kind of pop up because I was down in the in the bug, I pop up. I'm like, shit, we're at the hilltop. I think right. this is one of my local hangouts. <laughs> so we go in there. The dude from WB9 is sitting at the bar. Mm -hmm. He's not the one that turned us in. Um, Wait, like a what the dude like a civilian? Oh yeah, so the guy with the big long beard. So some jamoke is turning you in? No, he a, didn't turn oh, us in. Right, okay. The way we got turned in it was some guys from class '89. But uh, the best part those of those guys were dicks. The best part of the story Absolutely. was. Yeah. The best part of the story was now we were worried about coming back on post because back then the MPs manned the gates. And so we were like, oh, we can't get it back on post. And I'm like, I grew up here. I know how. And not many people know this. We went down behind McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You go all the way down behind McDonald's. And there's like a teeny little, it's kind of like half road, half gravel, where you're riding a little bit slanted next to the train tracks. You can get and, on a poster? And you can go right into Southbound. You can't anymore, but back then you could. Ah. So we used to do that as kids. So we went in there, we get back on post, we parked right behind Bradley Barracks, and the Fursies were all drunk, and the cows ended up turning us in. It was a long story. Mm. But... Um, Anyway, so I, that was my very first first-class board. I walked the hours in January, and who do I meet on the area but Emmett Kroll. And Emmett was, was Emmett was A4. Mm -hmm. And so I meet Emmett, and from Emmett, I meet Natalie Cornetillo, who was also A4. She was one, mm -hmm. of, the, um, one of the three or four female cadets at that point. And so... Um, so we got, we all got to be kind of friends. I would see him at every once in a while. Mark Beeger, who I don't know if you're listening, Mark. Mark Beeger's not my boss. He's the chief of staff, and he should be up here. Anyway, so Mark Beeger was Emmett's roommate at the time. And um, so that next year, sophomore year, Natalie and Jen Jenkins and Lisa Buskirk and Stacy Manning, Manning yeah. we all decide to go on spring break together. Mm -hmm. And Natalie says... Hey, the guys in my company just went down to Sado and they had this great trip. Why don't we kind of go down and see what they have? So we all went down to Sado and they were like, Oh, you can do this trip to the Bahamas and it was 500 bucks. Go down. So we go down there and we see these guys from A4, but I don't really know any of them. Hairball, I didn't know you at the time. And so they're all kind of down to one side. Um, once we get down there, part of our spring break trip was 
a booze cruise. Mm -hmm. And all of these other college kids, we all get to go on the booze cruise. So all these guys from A4 were big drinkers. And that was you guys. I was not, I Mark was, was not, not on that one. Oh, okay. So they are playing Anchorman, and it's a college Anchorman mm -hmm. on this booze cruise. And when they play as See, a college, they say every team has to have a girl. Mm -hmm. So you're the you're, you're well. The so I always joke with Hairball. I'm like Hairball. How did you know when you picked when you looked at the five of us? How'd you know the one who could chug a beer? Mm -hmm. And he was just like, I just had my. I just, I just, I just I, it was my intuition. So anyway, we went, and I was the first one in the Anchorman, and I was going against this this um, little sorority girl from Ole Miss, mm -hmm. and I get up there, and I like chug my beer, and I think the guys from before were like, "Holy shit!" So I gave us a big lead, and it went down, and it comes back, and anyway, that that's where I met Mike Hu, so we started dating. So then I got to know all the guys in A Four mm -hmm. and the two companies because Mike was kind of the guy who, who he lived in Jersey Shore. He kind of got them all together. Yeah. And uh, I kept on saying to the guys in A4, you'd really like the guys in B2. You know, mm -hmm. we're all fun. And so it was Army-Navy of our junior year. Mike Hoos' parents hosted us all down at his house. Wow. And so that was the first time that B2 and A4 came together. And then after that, 500th night, ring weekend, 100th night, Army-Navy, yeah, all of those. Together. It was yeah. It was joint, A4-B2. Yeah. And to, and to wrap up, it was the our uh, Army Navy senior year, RV Navy. Mm -hmm. The the two companies we rented three RVs. Oh my god! Between the two companies, we and had three RVs. And we actually made T-shirts that said RV, RV Navy. Navy, and we all went down to Army Navy together. And the we, back of our shirt said Navy sucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We did a bunch of those uh, RV things as as grads later on, uh, yeah. Easy Pete, the Freedom Rider, we called it the Freedom Rider, went down there and did that for like, I think like 15 years, and then all of a sudden like, you know, responsibilities and kids <laughs> were get in the way, but yeah. Freedom yeah. Rider, that was, that was Johnny Braga, who's General Johnny Braga, he was like one of the like leaders of that pack too, it was, it was some crazy times in that uh, RV time, good times. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's kind of how we met through really Mike mm -hmm. and Holly dated and uh, and towards but the then end of our, well, and then they broke up and then you guys and then you swooped in I guess you could say that okay. I, I, it, I, I, to be honest I mean I, I knew Holly as a friend and mm -hmm. we were friends we when were, did you start writing the song we were team captains together <laughs> and I didn't start I'd always, I'd always been into music I, I roomed with uh, that's impressive man they used to play the songs on KDT yeah. Really? Would you ever hear Mark's songs on KDT? Yeah, we could probably, with a little bit of coax, and Mark would sing at least something. There's a couple of people who are saying Mark should sing. Yeah. Mark so, could sing. I'll probably at least sing the, uh, the core, the all the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we, um, you know, we, we uh, knew each other, of course, through Mike, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't romantic at all or anything right. like that, but. Uh, after after they'd broken up, we, we still remained friends because mm -hmm. of the B2A4 connection. Mm -hmm. And towards the end of our seasons, she was, of course, playing soccer. I played spring football. We knew each other from the captain's meetings and stuff. And um, and we just kind of went out on a few dates. And next thing you know, we're dating. And and then we were both... I think I think the thing that solidified our relationship probably was the GA. We were both GAs. We were both GAs together. She which, was in soccer, I was in sprint. Which is a different type and, of uh, sort of like... Post 
graduate experience. Like we Absolutely. talk about OBC is like the kind of like, yeah. well, like you guys missed the OBC with all of our classmates because you were here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But there were a bunch of you here. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. It, we. Uh, that, <laughs> which was that like was a great antics. six month experience. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was us. Mike Mayweather, uh, Scotty Williams from hockey. Brent Bourne. Brett Bourne was the football. Frank Kratz. Mike. Uh, Trent, How about Hags? Um, was Hags was Haggerty here? No, no Hags was Hags wasn't here. Scotty Williams was oh, hockey. Okay. Um, uh, who was um, Jen Hankis? Jen Hankis Jen yeah. for basketball. Yeah. Um, who was the Kevin Barry? Was Kevin the Barry with basketball. Yeah. So so we yeah we we had our own little group. So Every Wednesday think, night was fifteen cent wings. Yeah, Leprechaun in Leprechaun in fifteen cent wings five and five dollar pitchers. And we'd all go in there and get yeah. twenty wings and and would each go in and get twenty wings and a pitcher of beer. Yeah. It that was, was awesome. kind of what we did every Wednesday night. And so yeah, for six months we kind of had our own little. Um, 91 crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Kratz, yeah, Freddie Kratz. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time. Baseball, it was Mike, Mike Tripp, yeah, Mike Tripper, Tripp. yeah, Tripper. We, yeah. I, I did aerosol school with that. He Has anyone so heard fun. from Mike Tripp? We, we were talking earlier, we have no idea. Mike Tripp, I saw not. him, I think, at the 20 reunion or something. And it was like, well, it, again, this is like you see a guy across the room or a gal across the room, you want to talk to them, yeah. and you yeah, make eye contact, right. like, oh, yeah, so, and then you just don't have time. Yeah. That's yeah. why we... That's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He had some funny stories from growing up. Uh, in he Minnesota. Had, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had some funny stories. At aerosol school, I just remember him telling these stories about... And just the stuff that he was doing back in high school and whatnot. It's like, yeah. how did you even get into West? And he always, he would always talk about, and this is an interesting segue to talk about your kids. He said, if my, one of my kids ever wanted to go to West Point, I would beat the shit out of them. There's no, there's <laughs> no way they're coming here. There's no way yeah, they're coming. Yeah, here. it's a little different. Though. I guess it's it gets different. different. Yeah, yeah, but so yeah. so you have four kids. The yeah. A team and the B team. There's yeah. kind of like a. Like we took a, a little six year break. Six year break. Yeah. So you got you got Keegan who's a firstie. Yep. Lexi who's a yearling. Yep. And you got the break, and then you got yep. Daisy, and you Kyle got Kyle and Daisy. Kyle and Daisy. Kyle and Daisy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, boy girl, boy girl. And nice. Been, Just like the Schleck yeah. family. Yeah. It's yeah. Been so and, yeah, and, and so you can probably mini me's. Yeah. It's yeah. been it's been so interesting for us to watch the two of them because they're six year difference. Mm -hmm. It but it's so similar. You know, to see the two of them. Yeah, so we're getting ready to start all over again with Kyle, who's in high school, just right. starting freshman year. But um, yeah, but, but Keegan, uh, Keegan's a, a first year, like you said, plays quarterback for me, mm -hmm. uh, and, and he's pretty damn good. Um, and then Lexi uh, is a sophomore who did air assault this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm so proud of her. And uh, she was in Tyler Shackleton's class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly, mm -hmm. and uh, and plays on the lacrosse team. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're kind of spoiled that we get to see both our kids play what, army sports. They both went um, to civilian institutions. They did, first. And, and for all the all the parents out there who you know who have children who might be interested in West Point, don't get discouraged if they don't get in the first time because that's becoming more and more common mm -hmm. with with each incoming class. Um, over thirty percent, thirty-five percent, I believe, of every yeah. incoming class has had uh, an additional year of school. I think the most squared away people yeah. academically were the ones who had a year of college yeah. under their belt. Right. I think about that. That's not that way When you think about it, when we were—I mean, when you're a high school senior, you sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, I've got to go," and so trying to say, "Hey, well, maybe you can do this," and yeah. one year seems like eternity. But even my daughter, who went to University of Rhode Island for a year. 
Um, I mean, she did the sorority. She did all of this, mm-hmm. everything. She had a college experience, and then she started over. So now she kind of yeah. says that now she's done with having a freshman year. Yeah. But she's so thankful that she had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it really, I mean, she, she got her offer of admission in February, mm-hmm. and it took her a good month to decide to come here because mm-hmm. she had such a great experience at Rhode Island. She mm-hmm. was doing her ROTC, and mm-hmm. she loved her ROTC. Was Kenny Menser brigade commander? And she had met Kenny. Actually, okay. he was he oversaw that entire region. And yeah, yeah, we've got a picture of Kenny yeah. would do all the PT. Yeah, and right. so all of a sudden yeah. one morning, yeah. Lexi said, Mom, There's Colonel this... Mitz is coming to do our PT. I'm like, Kenny? <laughs> and so I was following Kenny on Facebook. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this selfie of Kenny and Lexi when yeah. she was at University of Rhode It was really cool. And so she had the ROTC experience, which she loved. Um, she had the sorority experience, which she loved. She was taking honors, you know, in the honors program. So mm-hmm. she was taking good academic courses, and and she played club lacrosse, yep. which she loved. So I mean, she was in in Rhode Island, which is mm-hmm. you know not a bad right by the know, beach, right? right by the beach and everything. And so, you know, we weren't trust me, we weren't pressuring her at all. Yeah. Like, you do what you need to do. And at the end of the day, after about a month of deliberation, she said, you know what, I've wanted West Point since I was in fifth grade. I'm mm-hmm. coming to West Point. We're like, okay, you know. But it was completely her decision. But she will tell, and as disappointed as she was that she didn't get in directly, um, she will be the first to tell you that that year was not a bad thing. Yeah, it was not a bad thing. So I was talking so um, to a a female cadet today who's company F one. F one is the furthest away from Central Guard Room. Yes, way yeah. over in Lee. Way no, oh. they're in they're in Davis. Oh, they're, the sixth floor oh, Davis. Sixth floor yeah. Davis. Yeah. There's 17 flights of stairs yeah. Yeah. up to it's, F1. It's crazy. So they they they, they don't get touched right. anymore. Like, it's, a good like place back, to be. it's a good place. Kind of like be. the lost fifties. Because yeah. the OC is not going to not going to go up there. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But she was saying like it's 17 and a half flights of steps, but to get from Central Guard Room to Company F1. But she's one of eight. Female cadets yeah. in her like there's so there's lot. eight of them. Eight. Like we had four. I, I like right. um, Libby sent something to me like you know we had we started with four we finished with four like that that was like they were very proud of that yeah and um but there's eight there's eight yeah. now that's I mean, pretty, that's, that's, that's a, that's, it's that's pretty it's amazing an eight per company yeah, yeah. so it well the ratio the, the ratio in our day was what ten percent. Yeah, now it's up to twenty five percent. So the difference is you see And oh by the way, as we were standing at graduation parade last year, mm-hmm. uh the the uh first captain, mm-hmm. female. Right. Three of the four regimental commanders, female. Wow. Girls yeah. rule, boys rule. Yeah. That's kind of no, how it happens. The, no, the, the female the, cadets are just. I mean, twenty five percent, and they're doing. It. They're smoking. It. I don't know I mean, if they're it doing was great. The, so Andy, really Andy Hall had an observation I keep thinking about, which is he said like the females. And his daughter is getting her ring next weekend. Yeah, She's, yeah, yeah. But what he said was that the females that go to West Point are like more liberal. They're more like I don't know what like like like. And the males that go to West Point tend to be like how you would maybe picture like males at West Point. They're like more conservative, and they don't mix very well. That that was his observation. That he like I I thought that was an interesting thought. Like, yeah, I th- I think they kind of do. It's just what what's interesting for me when you see the difference. Um, what's different between when we were cadets and now is one you see female cadets. I mean mm-hmm. you you see them running and you see them together you know mm-hmm. when when we were there it was kind of well, i mean well, 10 percent is like right 10 I mean, percent so i can 4, remember 400 cadets the number of times that i would go for a run with another female cadet i could count probably on one hand just who, because they weren't around who were who were your who were the females in your company carrie pearson and laurel cousins 
Okay. Um, and so it was just, you know, you're kind of doing your own thing. So it wasn't like I was going to go for one of them. And I was on the soccer team. So, you know, I was friends with all of the girls on the soccer team, but it was still just kind of, you know, this scattered, you know, mm -hmm. so it was, we were, we were more spread out. It was harder to be close knit, I think. Yeah. In, in our, in your day. And you just didn't see female cadets together. And mm -hmm. now you see them together. Right. So we, you know, what I know that the four F1 ladies, um, they all went on spring break together. They did like their own thing. Like they, there was like no cadets anywhere. They just went to the, they, I know that they had a really good time and they're talking about redoing the exact same trip. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. That, that's kind of And cool. who were the four? It was Libby and Libby, Sharon. Libby, Sharon, Julie, and um, Stephanie. Oh, got it. Okay. And so, and you know, here's another thing. That how, how many women who graduate from West Point who get married to who, who get married to men um, are married to what other West Point grads? I don't know what that percentage is. It's got to be a high number. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that percentage is. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I would think that the percentage that get married to people in the army is well, very very high, mm -hmm. and then obviously of that, it's a pretty high. But I don't know. We, I mean, we, we we talked about we've got five classmates that were twins, right? Yeah. And um, how many classmates do we have that are married to each other? Or, you know, there's, yeah. there's at least seven or eight oh, more than that. couples. I would more than that. that. I, we could probably sit there and go through. Yeah, it. Just, just an interesting, you know, yeah. and like how that dynamic also, like, matches companies together, too. Yeah. You know, like, Stephanie married um, Mike DeLay, who was, a, who was a class of 90, in our company. Okay. Um, and then... Um, so that was that was so I think that makes us a little bit tighter with the class. I, I know all those ninety guys pretty well. I mean, we knew because they're also like you know they were. Yeah, classmates. I mean, older. I can think of off the top of my head, and so I know that there's probably more. I can think off the top of my head, probably about seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so there must be more. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. When's our next? When's our next reunion? It's, it's three years. Oh, it look, yeah, it's, 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 it's like thirty more months. Three. Yeah, so no, well, it, it will be in the fall of 2021. Okay. So, so we have time to get to our 91%. That'll be 30. That'd be, okay. We will have been out 30 years plus. Gosh, so, yeah. that's unbelievable. That one should be a very well attended thing, I think. You know, the 30 year, the, so. the Cato yeah. thing, whatever. I hope so. So, but you know. That's our last one that's in the fall, I think. Oh, and then they switch it up? Then we go to the spring. Oh, then it's like the really old grad stuff. Yeah, uh, that's, I think that's, that's the ridiculous. last one. The, yeah. that, that's, we got to take a stand. Yes. We got to take a stand. We got to do something. Something. We got to make a story at that one. That's mm -hmm. got to be something big. Well, by the time we have that 30th, we might have the new... Mikey Stadium. New Mikey Stadium, for those that don't know. Wow. There. We're yeah. looking to... Is it going to be where Mikey Stadium is now? Well, the East Stands. East Stands. The stands that are closest to Lusk Reservoir are mm -hmm. going to be completely remodeled mm -hmm. so that you not only have the stands, but now you're going to have luxury boxes mm -hmm. and luxury suites. This, I remember Anthony and um, talking about this. Like, you've yeah. got to have that in order to have like a, a, a D1. Well, especially where we are now, where yeah, we live. Really I do. mean, for New York City. It's so easy. Yeah. So companies, you know, you think of the, all of the companies, the, the major Fortune 500 companies, if they want to host an event at West Point for a game, yeah, they can. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. You know, they come up and they sit in, you know, they want to have a box or something. Yeah. So that that may be reality by the time we come together. So which, so football season. Yeah. What oh is God. your favorite memory of football season? Tell me, tell me the story that you, when you think about football season, what, 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 
what memory comes to mind? Mm. So I think of of. Uh, we might have the same thought. No, I think of Dave Reardon, um, oh. and Dave Reardon was our classmate. He died of Hodgkin's disease in 1994, and Dave was the biggest football fan, biggest Army football fan. He was a swimmer too, right? He was a swimmer. Mm -hmm. He was a huge football fan. In fact, when he was in remission waiting to kind of get his platoon when he was out at El Paso, he was. that was back when all of the major posts had football teams, and Dave was doing the play-by-play -play commentary mm -hmm. for the El Paso football team. He did play-by-play -play commentary for our B2 won the, the brigade championship my senior year, and Dave mm -hmm. would go down there. Um, Dave was just this huge football fan, and his whole, um, his motto, he and Mike Pace and I would kind of sit um, close to each other, and we would hold up our fists and say, I gotta believe, you gotta believe, you gotta believe. So when it would come to these different points, we would all do that. And um, I still remember right before he passed away, which was about a month before Mark and I got married. I was in Germany. I kind of got a word. Um, my mom called me and said, Holly, Neil Cooper called. Neil was Dave's best friend, and Neil was in medical school at the time. And so Neil had actually gone to Walter Reed and was actually kind of the liaison between Dave's parents yeah. and, and the doctors because they mm -hmm. would kind of tell Neil what was going on. Mm. And then Neil would kind of translate it, you know, and just kind of put it in like, yeah. With Neil's... Neil's in your company as well? Yeah. Okay. Neil retired um, as a hand surgeon, actually. And um, so anyway, I remember my mom said Neil called and, and said that Dave had taken a turn for the worse, and I was on my way to Hohenfels. And so when I got down to Hohenfels, my brigade commander, thank God, was a West Point graduate, and I got in there, and I just kind of said, Sir, you know, I've got a company mate, one of my best friends, who I just got this word, and... Without any questions, this is the power of the laundry line. Without any questions, anything, he goes, you go use my phone. So this is back now in 1994 mm -hmm. where there was no cell phones and there was he had the phone that he could call and he said, you go use my phone. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to go to the pay phones or anything. So I remember going in and using his phone and I was able to call Dave's, um, Dave's room and I, he could barely speak at that point, but I was kind of talking mm -hmm. and it was right before Army Navy and... Um, I kind of said, Dave, you got to believe, you think we're going to win. I mean, I think it literally was maybe the week before Army Navy or Army Navy week. And I said, Dave, you got to believe. And that was the last thing I remember him saying was, you got to believe. And, um, and then I was, it was like two days later, I think, that he passed away. So he was in remission because I mean, he was diagnosed our first year, I think, right, was, right at the end. Like, he was diagnosed at the end of our, our Cal year, actually, in his uh, commissioning physical. And, you know, he always had that, that protruding sternum. And so we right. went in for his commissioning physical. Um, I remember him coming back saying, ah, oh, they found something. You know, he used to call it his fin because he mm -hmm. was a good swimmer. So he'd be right. like, oh, this thing, it makes me swim faster. He's like, they found something. I got to go back in for more testing. Right. And I'm like, you're worried? He's like, no, it's stupid. And it stirred up. It was Hodgkin's. And so that summer between our junior and senior year, he went down. They took out his spleen and took out a bunch of lymph nodes. And then, and this is what was remarkable. Probably a lot of people don't know this. So, basically, they told him that he wasn't going to graduate with us. Mm -hmm. And Dave was like, I want to. I've got to graduate with my class. And so, his um, first semester, he went in uh, right before classes started. And he went to all of his instructors and said, look, this is the deal. I'm getting chemotherapy 
on Monday and Tuesday down at Walter Reed. I'm going to be sick as a dog, but I'm going to drive back on wow. Wednesday. Thursday, I can come to class, and Friday, I can come to class. So basically, I only go to one day of class, and he goes, on Friday, I can do whatever makeup or Saturday morning. And so he did that all the way through the end of October. And um, and so he would just come up on Thursday and Friday, and he'd come to the football games. And so he was sick, and then he'd go back on Sunday nights. And so by the mid to end of October, um, you know, they had kind of said, okay, you're cancer-free. He ended up, you know, being in remission and being very strong enough to commission. He got commissioned into air defense, took his APFD, and even played water polo in the spring. Mm. Um, and so he was great, and it was when he went back out to El Paso for his basic course. I think he had, in the middle of his basic course or at, at the end of his basic course is when he was, it came back. And so he, he left, he had another surgery, and then he went back out, and when he was waiting to kind of gain strength to take over his platoon, he was doing the commentator and doing this other stuff, and then it came back a third time. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I you know, he, he was one of our first classmates who passed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I recall, I, I mean, I think we still do this, but for reunions, we send flowers to the family's houses. Yeah. And I remember, I think his sister or somebody wrote, like, how special that was, that, that, that they received those flowers, that we remember them. And this is one of the reasons for this podcast, too, is for yeah. us to, you know, tell these stories and remember yeah. these people that we, we love so much. And so here's a neat story about, and I, Daisy's not here right now to go get him, but I had this stuffed bulldog. Mm -hmm. that it was a stuffed animal that I had gotten when I was a cadet, and I named him Coors. And Dave loved Coors. Dave would always come and steal Coors off of my desk, and I would come back to my room, and there'd be a ransom note saying, you know, I've gone, I like Dave better. I've gone mm -hmm. to study with Dave. You can get me, you know, I'll come back if you buy me a pizza or you do whatever. And so that was always kind of like this thing. Dave would always steal Coors. And um, so when Dave got sick, I guess it was the last time uh, I sent him, I was at my basic course. So anyway, I sent him cores and I said, uh, you know what? You keep cores. I said, he's got to watch over you. I said, you send him back to me when you think all is good. And so when we, um, Mark and I got married on New Year's Eve and when we came back to the States on like December 23rd, December 26th, I had gone off doing stuff and I came back and my mom and dad were there and they kind of had tears in their eyes and I was like, what's going on? And they were like, and I saw Coors sitting on the table. So Dave had only been dead for about a month and I saw Coors sitting on the table. I'm like, where did he come from? And Dave's parents had come through and they had left a le letter and they had said, Dave said he, we need to make sure that Coors got back. Oh man. Yeah. So now I still have Coors. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a great guy. I, mean, I knew him a little bit. He was on the class committee, I think, and I just remember that was the way that I knew him. Yep. So. Yeah. But, uh, and now, and then, um, Mark, you've also, you have a company mate that, that has also passed away. Yeah, Andy. Andy Clements. Um, I mean, Andy was a prior service guy, and just one of those guys that I looked up to. I mean, I think a lot of the prior service guys, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have that reputation as being squared away, and Andy was certainly... Uh, one of those guys in our company who was squared away, but you know, s sometimes you run across those guys who you know look down at the cadets like you know, you know what the hell, you know we we don't want anything to do with you. But Andy was not that way at all. I mean, Andy, mm -hmm. Andy embraced all of us guys who 
really had no idea what we were doing and uh, you know really helped us along and was always there for us I mean that that's really probably the best way to describe Andy um, was that he was always in a great mood and, and always there uh, to help anybody in need mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah we certainly miss him to this day he was actually in my Buckner platoon as well with Dan Shackleton and okay. uh, and yeah. a few others and uh, so I, I remember him being like the first one down the slide for life. The first one, like he yeah, had like zero yeah. fear. I, no, I, zero. I, I, ten, I think he was like, I don't think, I think he was like, I think he was an infantryman. I think he, I don't think he was, you know, like, um, he may have been like in the Ranger Battalion. Yeah, I think Andy, for me personally, I think he, he, he I think he recognized, I was, trust me, I, I wanted to quit West Point every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I struggled academically, mm -hmm. um, you know, homesickness, all that stuff that a lot of guys go through, and I think he 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 recognized that, and he was he would come by my room every now and then, and and uh, would like leave a note, or I had like a little like a little pumpkin, mm -hmm. it was weird, and he would he would like do squishy squishy. I mean, he would do things. All that, the A4 with yes, yeah, and, and but he would do that to me to try to cheer me up. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think he recognized that I was in a bad place, you know, right. and and that was just the kind of guy he was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will always appreciate that about him. And, and of course, the day when we found out that, you know, his tragic death was um, unbelievable. I, I couldn't, um, I was, you know, I, I was, was on active yeah. duty when that happened, yeah. I remember, because I was, yeah. that was the year that I was mobilized, right after, it was like, 2002, I think, did that happen? Did, it must have been 2003. Yeah, yeah I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, what a, it's just a freak, freak. situation. Yeah, yeah. You know? going across a bridge. And, and the bridge, bridge gets hit, hit by a barge. barge. Yeah. yeah, was hit by a barge. And I mean, I was going, I mean, every time I go across a bridge today, I swear to God, I, I think, think about I think of Andy. Yeah. I'm like, to think that he, yeah. you know, met his maker. Going across Co the driving from California to Virginia, right? With, with the company's, yeah, uh, I mean, with, with, with the family's dog, and right? And he'd already, said, he'd already sent his family. He'd yeah. already sent his family ahead, yeah, to go to, to Virginia DC, to, yeah. to settle the house. And he's like, "Hey, I'll drive the, I'll drive the U-Haul, right? And I'll bring the the pets, and I'll meet you there." Mm. And you know, to to be on that bridge on that day, it just still to this at that day, moment. At yeah. that moment, still, it's just like you got to be kidding me. And yeah. I think and, what was uh, so interesting is we were going back to A four and B two. So when when Dave died in ninety four, and then Andy, it was close to ten years later, not quite ten years later. I mean, Mark and I each knew them yeah. so mm -hmm. well. You know, mm -hmm. Dave. Yeah, that was what was so interesting is. Um, when we each lost someone in our company, but we each knew them. Andy had gone on all the spring breaks with the A4, so therefore I knew him and I had my stories. I've got all my pictures from Bahamas and Cancun's with Andy. Um, so I had a relationship with Andy, even though he was an A4 and Mark had yeah. the So yeah, it, both of those really touched us both. Yeah. They lived through our stories though. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so um Tonight. I can see Andy's up in one of those pictures right up there. Where? Andy. I think that picture of the cadet one, right above uh -huh. you and hair. Look at the one in Cancun. I think Andy's right in that one. Shoot. Uh -huh. the, I, th I think these pictures can be seen on uh, Facebook, actually. You can pull these things down there. So. Maybe. The, the cadet ones are the ones that, yeah. that we kind of had them in. Or the tailgate at your mom's. Yep. We got some, yeah, definitely up there. So where, that where are your folks? 
my folks are in Kentucky. That's where you're from? That's yeah. where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Kentucky. You know, you knew nothing at West Point. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, so uh, that's where my whole... Yeah. And you yeah. guys get married in So Germany? Mark, we should go back and someone, Alex Rogers, you know, not to forget, Mark also had an, the other classmate that Mark had that passed away was Steve Lammers. Yeah, Steve. And Steve was the quiet one, and that's yeah. why... In your company? Yeah, he was oh, in a too. Yeah, yeah. Was too now. Yeah, Steve... Steve was, was always the quiet one, and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah Steve was... Uh, that yeah. was just recently, the last two, three years. Yeah, Those, about yeah. three years ago, and... and um, yeah, I think Steve was. We didn't. We didn't uh, see Steve as often. I think as a lot of the other classmates. But still, um, he was. You know, one of those guys that, uh, like I said, quiet guy. But still, mm -hmm. one of those guys that you, you know, relied on or you know could count on to help you out in time of need. And we used to get guy. a Christmas card from him faithfully every yeah. single year. Yeah. You know, he mm -hmm. was that type of guy where he would make sure that he sent Christmas cards out. Yeah. Right. I think to all the A4s. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, 24. We've lost 24 classmates total, and mm -hmm. hopefully we don't lose any more for a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the um, it's unusual to have more than one in a company, so that's, yeah. that's, I'm sorry yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but there's other companies, too, like B3 and yeah, uh, B4. B3. Mm -hmm. So, but um, anyway, so... They live through our stories, and yep. you know we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna end on a, on a sorrowful note like that. But this no. is but this is this is part of the reason why we do this podcast. Yeah, so. absolutely. But um, so, who who in your company was the one that pushed the limits the most? I mean, it sounds like you might have been the one who pushed the limits with two first class boards, but I don't. I did. Who, yeah, Holly who pushed put, the limits with me too. I would say. Um, who, who made it? Who made it? I had it my fun? second first class board. I don't know. I, I ring weekend of my yearly year. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that was, was, was a naughty kid. Naughty. Was naughty. Your, were your parents here on post? No, they were living in the falls. So they're retired now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did they have any pull? Hey, let's go. So yeah, she almost caused a few heart attacks. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 No, for A4 though, I mean, there was there was a group of us that were pretty tight. You know, I, I wasn't, I probably wasn't in the, in the abs, you know, absolute middle of that group because I was playing spread football and mm -hmm. pretty involved with that. But I, you know, I, I was involved with them, but I don't know. I, the, the one guy I think of, you know, when you say, you know, when you ask that question was Hairball, Harris Morris. Mm -hmm. And Hairball was the guy that just, he, he was, he was funny. I mean, he, he was the guy that always just mischief. I mean, he was always practical in practical jokes. Well, yeah, and we had some practical, yes. practical jokes. Practical jokes. I don't know if we should yeah. share all I will them. share that. There's Maybe that's few, for the next one. There's a few that F1 should not yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. There's we, some crazy we won't, we won't that share that, but, but Hairball was, uh, yeah, he, he was the... So, so, oh, so yeah. I, I got to back up a second. Yeah. So 150-pound football team. Yeah. Do you guys still call your line the Dirt Pigs? Dirt Pigs. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So the Dirt Pigs, and I Burn, had a Dirt So yeah. Bernie Christensen was a Dirt Yeah, Bernie. Yeah. Bernie was my center. He used to fart on my hand. Yeah, so these guys, yes. 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 Yeah. These guys turned it up a notch oh, yeah. like on the practical joke side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like... Yeah, on the bus, it, I don't want to tell you the things they would do on the if bus. It, if it was like New York Times, it would be front page New York Times. The stuff, the antics that went down. Yes. At the lunch table, the tables, they would like spit in a cup and someone Drink it. Yeah, yeah, someone had to yeah. drink it. Well, that's what I say. Yeah. Like when, it when was, yeah, just nasty stuff. <laughs> when the whole oh, fights, just well, nasty <laughs> stuff. 
Yeah. So, Jamie, when we go back to how we started about talking about the classmates and talking about graduates writing to the superintendent. I'm thinking about so, Bernie Christensen right now. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. So when, no, he farted on my head every day. So when you go back yeah. and think of the pillow fight that happened three, four years ago, <laughs> and all of these classmates are writing yeah. me going, did this really happen? Did this really happen? And I was kind of emailing our classmates back going, I've got pictures of the jockstrap rallies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got pictures so imagine Steve Patton, which I don't know if Steve Patton's on. I got a picture of him standing right at my door in the jockstrap. And I'm like, imagine if that had made it to the cover of the New York Times. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a lot worse than so, the pillow yeah. fight. So, so, so let me tell you. So, really? so Bernie Christensen graduated fourth in our class. Star yes. man, <laughs> ring, like star yeah. man, reef yeah. man. Like, oh, yeah. So intense. It's hard charging like academics, but yeah. so irreverent. So crazy, yeah. right? Like, and farts on my hand. That's nothing. Right? That's nothing. Oh, that's nothing. And he used to wipe his ass with Dave Baxter's pillowcase <laughs> and put. Well, we can tell the story of. Do you of, want the story? Do you Mark really and, want the story of Mark and Hairball? So Hairball and I had a little rivalry going. And and I hope you're still was, listening, Hairball. And this, so this so Cal year, my 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 roommate and I, Odie, Michael Day, we're sitting in our rooms studying naked, of course, because that's what we did. We studied <laughs> naked. And all of a sudden, the door flies open, and there's Hairball basically pissing in our room. Just standing there. Just standing there in our doorway, <laughs> pissing, a fountain of pee pouring into our room. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, Hairball, you want to play that and way? And they didn't that's even fine. react. They're, they're like, sitting there naked, yeah, we're like, okay, and they're watching him pee and didn't even react. Yeah, we're fine. Okay, that's okay. So, I don't know, a week later or so, I just had kind of a routine. I would always come back from class after third hour. I had fourth hour off before lunch, so I would come back third hour, and usually that was my time where I would take my dump of the day, my crap of the day. And so I'm like, hmm, hairball peed in my room. I got a good idea. <laughs> so basically, I dropped a loaf on a piece of paper in the bathroom and placed it under his bed before lunch sure you and closed nice. the windows. And so when he came back from... See, this is like front page of yeah, the New York Times. Exactly. So when he comes back for lunch formation and drop his bags off in his room, you can imagine what's waiting for him what, as he opens his yeah. door. Yeah. And, this, yeah. and then he and didn't so, have time. And so yeah. needless to say, after that, hairball comes to my room after that and says, truce. Yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, we're well, good. Max, we're good. Max and yeah. Bernie would do stuff to each other they were roommates and yeah. then they would do stuff to other people and yeah. Bernie's calling card would be to piss in somebody's tumbler and put it in their in their medicine chest so you open the medicine chest and there's like you know yeah. a tumbler full of yeah. urine that's, yeah. that, that was his calling card yeah this, that's uh, nice yeah exactly crazy and, and so it goes back to when we were talking earlier and you were talking about how you describe your daughters <laughs> I typically my line is Guys are pigs. Guys are pigs. And I, said, I know it. I've I seen it. I had the sex talk with my 13-year-old daughter this yes. first week. I said, you know what? Guys Men are, are animals. They're, they're, they're total animals. dirty yeah. animals. The Guys fact are pigs. I yeah. know, I know way too much. I've seen way too I much. Know. I know That's, what. I know what. Retires, bring me. She's gonna write a book. And she's going to write a book called The Men You the, the The fact that I know what a ringer is and a poker is and all of these, <laughs> and I've got pictures, I said, that kind of scares me. Mm -hmm. Like, who cares what those are? But I know. Mm -hmm. Once you yeah, know, you can't go back. You, you can't, un you the can't undo you bury, your mind. Right. Yeah. The men you bury. Well, <laughs> you know, this is amazing. So Hairball, yeah. so Hairball was our crazy guy in our company, and 
kind of the ringleader of the group. And what's ironic about it is that Hairball, his last assignment in the army was what? The IG. He was the IG. He was West inspecting Point. this stuff. Yes, he was the IG. How, how, does, he, how does he reconcile? How the hell he pulled that off? And he I don't here, know. And Hairball, he, he, he struggled. <laughs> Yeah, hairball, this is, All this right, hairball. Hairball. hairball, this is yeah. to you. This is you, Hairball. I'm actually yeah. out, so Hairball to you. Yeah, oh, you're going to do it? Are we going to do one Fireball? Yeah, one Fireball, fireball. Shot, yeah. We'll all do one so Fireball. So, you know, you see how fast this thing goes? It does. We need another one. I know. I know, I know. Maybe we'll come back next week. So, well, we should all do a shot, and maybe we should finish up with Country Roads. Take me home, Country Roads, to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country roads. There we go, baby. All right. Duty <laughs> shall be done, and we will do more of these shots at the Army Air Force game. Absolutely. Everyone's invited. Yeah. Army Air Force, big Don't want to miss it. Mark Shatton and, and of course, uh, Anthony Noto, Holly West. Fitzy, we're all doing a big, huge tail. Milan, Mark's right. wife, Milan. Can't forget Milan. Anthony Nono, Fitzy, Hairball. There's some other classmates that married. People yep. are writing in all the yeah. classmates oh, yeah. that married after we said that. Jeff mm -hmm. and uh, Sharon. Sharon. Yep. Oh, no, we got a lot of them. Oh, tons. Yeah. yeah. Libby and uh, Russ. Libby and Libby Russ, Russ, absolutely. Oh, Vince um, said he wants a live band. Live band. Okay. You know what? Moose, I want you. I didn't come down to your pin and on. I want you to come up to our Army Air Force. Kelly, I know you're going to be there. All these yeah. people writing in. Everyone's welcome. We could be on all night, by the way. We're going to have to shut this down. This is too we, much yeah, fun. Yeah, it's too much fun. We told JV <laughs> should spend the night here. We'd be sitting there with our shots. Yeah. I have, well, this stuff is like, this is like, this is like. It goes down like water. It, it would be like that really old is. I Love Lucy yeah, where yeah. she's doing the shots. That's, that's so freaking good. Yeah. I'll just do one more while we sign off. All right. Mm. All right, well, this has been fun, and hopefully uh, we got the recording, which uh, should be able to be downloaded on uh, Podbean, which is our place where we have all these recordings, and uh, we'll trick it out with the music and everything else once I get back into the studio. So thank that's you, fun. everybody right. who joined us. Yes, thank you guys. Lot Lots of good comments. From Don't nine, call in. From 91 headquarters. Yes, sign yeah, baby. Out. Yeah. 91 Send us your... Yeah, you send us your cards. Send, send it, send yeah. it, and you put. Yeah, I guess put. It I in put my address in there. I'll send it again. All right. Yep. All right. So All we right. Gotta hit, you got to hit stop on that. Uh, okay. On that thing right there. Bye, everybody. Mwah. Duty and shall be done. Ninety-one headquarters out. Out.